What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon Podcast. This is Monday, March 30th, 2020. Episode 13. That is where I am right now. And this episode is entitled Something Lost, Something Gained. I am safe at home. I hope that you are as well. Staying safe. Um, staying home uh, during this coronavirus. And hopefully soon uh, we'll be getting things back to normal as quickly as possible. But if you are like me, you have probably been having uh, your fair share of challenges. And that's really what I want to talk to you today about on this episode. Okay, so... Here we go. Now this is um, and this is going to be a little bit challenging for me because I, you know, I don't mind talking out loud to myself. That's kind of what I do here on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to kind of bounce some ideas around and and just kind of take you through a little bit of my thought process with this. Um, the first thing I want to say, and I, I, you know, this uh, coronavirus pandemic, everything that's been going on. I, you know, to me, I think we all saw, most of us saw the, uh, the writing on the wall, um, fairly early on and there was a lot of anxiety leading up to it. And I think everyone kind of deals with it, um, in their own way. Um, you, when I, when you watch the news, particularly right now, um, and you, you see what is transpiring in particular in New York, um, you know, the level of people who have contracted the virus, the people who are dying, uh, right now, it, it does put things into perspective. Um, but you know, to me, when you see it, um, on the news, you read about it, um, and that space between that moment and then being in perspective that vague area right there, that transition from kind of seeing what's going on and then talking about how it affects me. There's kind of a, a space there that we don't all travel from one point to the next at the same time. And so for me, I was kind of looking at, you know, what was going on, but then, uh, to, uh, on the March 13th, that Friday, um, I think I knew the day before we were probably going to be closing but um, it became like how is, it's now affecting me, and it was somewhat uh, surreal in that sense. Um, so this weekend, um, you know, after a long week of doing long-distance learning with my students, God bless them for hanging in there during all of this. Um, I had a lot of thoughts, a lot of you know, a lot of you know, questions going on in my mind, and. Uh, what I like to do is I, I like to to write about them, and that helps me to kind of find the answers uh, that I'm looking for. Uh, my good friend Jody, I, she and I always um, text. She lives down in, in South Carolina, so they're kind of dealing with everything that you know we're dealing with, but kind of maybe in an earlier stage. I, you know, I'm not exactly sure everything that's going on, but what we do is um, anytime we have issues, we usually you know, text each other these really long text messages, and we're venting and 
you know, we always ask uh, each other, are you journaling this? Is it better to journal it? Which means, you know, getting out a pen or a pencil and writing about it. And so nowadays we always just kind of do that on our, uh, our cell phones. And so we always joke about that. So for me, I, I want to take some, some time myself and kind of work on this blog. And I did a lot of thinking, and these are just some things I didn't include in the post, but that were part of it. Um, the class that I'm talking about in my post, um, at the beginning of the year, we did a 9-11 uh, week where we talked about you know, the day of 9-11. We, we read uh, George, uh, President Bush's um, speech to the nation following uh, 9-11. And, and we talked about some of the issues that were going on at the time and, and how people were affected. And uh, I shared with them uh, what had happened um, to me uh, at that time. And I was down in North Carolina teaching at, at Fike High School. And I just, I remember exactly the class I was in. I remember um, you know, what we were doing. And I remember how I heard about um, the airplanes um, striking uh, the Twin Towers um, in New York. Uh, it, it's just fixed in my memory and how the world changed after that. And, I, you know, I shared that with them and I said, this is what, what I remember happening. Uh, and then we all started talking and they said, well, did you know that like our class, this was the year that the 9-11 was the year that we were all born. And so they were born into a world that um, would never experience the kind of life that we had prior to 9-11. And so these were like the 9-11 babies um, at the time, uh, the, the children who grew up in, um, you know, a, a different um, world than, than the one, ones, one in which, um, I grew up and we did some different tributes to those. And, you know, the, this, my students are really thoughtful about that. And they talked about different images and they did some, uh, creative things regarding nine 11. And it was just, you know, I don't know if it was, um, it was a way to kind of say, for them to kind of connect to that moment because it, it is, it is kind of defining who they are, but it's all actually kind of a precursor to what was going on here. And, you know, throughout the year, I think when, when we started doing something like that, it kind of gave a sense of purpose for the whole year. And for me, uh, when we came up to um, the 12th, the 13th of March, and it looked as if we were going to be closing, it was surreal. It was uh, a challenging situation because you see what's going on uh, in other parts of the country, but it's it just seems odd that it's happening here now. And there's a certain level of anxiety uh, and fear uh, that is transpiring with all of that. And so, uh, yeah, so, you know, I started thinking about that, like, how, how, are, how are my students going to react to it? And a lot of them came in, they were just really frustrated. They were frustrated about you know, sports seasons being canceled. Um, the boys were about to go downstate uh, to play basketball. And there was a sense of frustration, like, can't we just go ahead and do this? And a lot of it was exactly the same way that I felt. And, you know, I, 
I knew that when they were saying, and I was saying, wow, you guys, you know, we're being a little bit selfish here. But in my mind, I was actually doing some of the same things because I was thinking about how this is going to change my life. How, like, you know, if you know me and the people who know me as a teacher, um, I'm really like super schedule driven to the point where like I'm planning things out months and months in advance. And if something happens or something comes up, it throws me off. I'm losing my mind on it. And, you know, that's all I was thinking about. And I was, you know, I was thinking about how it was going to affect me. What am I going to be able to do? How much time that am I going to have to do this? Um, I have national board recertification I have to do. I have a stack of research papers I have to get done. And now I have to figure out how I'm going to teach all my classes and, and do this on the internet. And so, yeah, I was being really, you know, kind of self, I don't want to say self, I don't know if selfish is the best word uh, for this. So I'm going to kind of struggle through this, but it was kind of selfish thinking about like, how is this affecting me? How is this affect me? But it's natural to do that. And I think a lot of my students kind of felt the same way as all of this was um, unraveling. And, you know, I teach four senior classes at Central and for many of them, you know, things that they were talking about were, you know, the spring sports, what about prom? What about, you know, spring break? What about graduation? What's going to happen here? Uh, a lot of them were saying, I can't do this at home. I cannot do online learning. I can barely do cyber days uh, at home. I don't know how I'm going to be able to accomplish all this. And so there was all this anxiety and all this stress that people were bringing so much to this. And that was the initial reaction that we had. And uh, it, it is. And that's where I was right there with them. And I, I felt the same way, just in a different level. And I, I think I could see that, you know, how, you know, they were caught up in themselves, but I actually recognized it in myself as well. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't want to throw the, my students under the bus, but, you know, that's kind of how we were doing. And we're all human for thinking that way. And so thus began this kind of transition from that point of feeling that way to think being in perspective. And so it's that gray area. And, you know, it took me a a week or so to kind of go from one point to the next. Um, So what I did is I just started to work on, throw myself into my work, you know, make sure I had the students assignments up, try to do something I thought was going to be fun with class craft quest and, you know, to keep things somewhat normal, but realize that, you know, it is a different situation now. And I don't know when I'm going to be back. And, you know, it was difficult, you know, in hindsight to realize that that afternoon, a couple of my students in my eighth period class were like, oh, we got to get pictures. This is our last day. And I was like, oh, stop. This isn't our last day. So no, it is. We probably won't be back in school at all this year. I said, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. But we took those pictures and I, you know, to me, like I love taking pictures and stuff and, and selfies and everything. But, you know, I was kind of like rolling my eyes at the time. I was like, you're crazy. We're, you know, we'll be back. And right now I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And to me, I kind of skimmed over, excuse me, skimmed over those, those moments and didn't appreciate them for, you know, what they were. And so, yeah, it's, it's been on my mind. So I started doing the, the lessons uh, online. And one of the first things that I did was um, I wanted my students to kind of do what I do um, when I'm trying to searching for answers. And so my first assignment was just to kind of do um, a nice uh, reflection. I'm not talking about, you know, a little paragraph. I asked myself, 
I need so many words, da, 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 da. I'm not going to tell you how many paragraphs it has to be. Just write until you kind of get through that. I wanted them to say, I'm just going to write and let it be cathartic to me. Um, and so when they did that, um, I, I was kind of hoping to kind of push them into kind of thinking about what was going on and to kind of articulate some of the things that may have been going on in the world and to kind of give them that voice. And so, uh, before we started any kind of lessons or anything, we had to do that. And so what I did, um, after, as I read those and it really, it was as a teacher, I was so impressed with my students and how, um, mature they are in terms of being able to share what their thoughts are, um, where they're flawed and some of the things that they're thinking, um, how they're able to gain perspective on things. And sometimes we, we, as adults, sometimes uh, sell young people short. Sell, yeah, sell young people short in terms of, of having that kind of maturity. So what I did uh, as I was reading, I was just I kind of picked out some different passages that some of the students um, wrote. I'm not going to name them because um, I don't, I don't want to put them on the spot. But these are just some things that um, you know that they helped me kind of navigate through some of the things that I was experiencing, some of the emotions, some of the thoughts that were um, kind of transpiring in, in my mind. Um, so these are just some of the things that some of the students wrote uh, in regard to this. Well, here's one. This was just um, kind of about the the online situation. Um, I had a student who wrote, I felt nervous, extremely nervous for school online. I keep trying to come up with ideas of how I would complete all my homework online for several weeks. I've always learned best in the classroom and I struggle with being able to comprehend things through a computer screen. And, you know, to me, you know, this student spoke to me and said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this. And so it was kind of a call to say, Let's make sure that when we're doing this, that as a teacher, that I'm sensitive to students who are not comfortable learning online, um, that they would much rather be in school, even if they're seniors and they say, I just want to get out of here, much more comfortable being in school, um, much rather be learning in a classroom and being able to interact with people. And, you know, this person kind of, kind of hit that home a a, a little bit. Um, Another student uh, that was kind of talking a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that that was going on um, wrote, uh, I had been saying over and over again, I cannot wait to graduate. But the thought of being apart from Central for an unknown amount of time strengthened my appreciation and love for my friends, my teachers, and everything within the walls of CCHS. I did not know the purpose of this great interruption to my life when the announcement was made and recognized that I could not do much to change how it was going to affect me. So I vowed to hold more closely the precious moments I have made so far during senior year and make the most of the rest of my senior year after, then in parentheses, hopefully returning to school. You know, such maturity in that writing, being able to say, you know, this is how I was thinking at the time, but this is how I feel now. And, you know, I, I applaud the students. I wasn't there yet. Um, 
You know, I wasn't at the point where saying, you know, I, I can't wait for the school year to be over. I got to go do some stuff. I'm excited for the summer. Yeah, we all feel that way. But, you know, sometimes when we, we wish away our lives and we say, um, I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait for this to happen. And then, you know, we're looking so far in the future that we don't see what's going on in the here and now. And I think that's kind of a, you know, a lesson that, that I, I'm learning from this. Um, another student kind of built on that. And this was kind of a recurring theme. Um, I think this virus has taught us all to be grateful for what we have in our lives because we are never promised a tomorrow uh, in life. And, you know, these are the students who are graduating this year. I don't know how they're going to be graduating. I hope that we can go back to school. I hope that uh, they do have an opportunity to walk across a stage uh, and receive their diploma. Um, because it's something that all students, all young people forever have been doing. And so it's really, it's difficult to imagine some of these young people that, uh, to whom I've grown um, very attached are not going to have that, that opportunity. Uh, so it, it's really, you know, it's a sign of maturity that they're kind of thinking that way. And it's just, it brings home, you know, we don't have, we're not guaranteed anything, not guaranteed anything. Um, and that's what they're learning. Um, another student uh, wrote, one thing that is often that often is brought up in my head is how serious other people are taking this. Many people I am close with are just kind of hanging out with others and going out instead of staying inside. My family prepared for this when we heard about it and had a plan set up. Of course, you're allowed to go outside and walk the dog, but people shouldn't be going out to have coffee with friends. The world needs people to work together in this. And again, you know, uh, you know, for as a teacher, I, I, they know that sometimes <laughs> my students know. Sometimes I get on their case, and sometimes they just, you know, they'll say, "Well, we're just teenagers. This is how we act." But sometimes you can just tell as a teacher when they're being really thoughtful, and they kind of understand, like, this is the deal. This is the real deal, and this is what's going on um, at this time. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, another student wrote, although I do not like the reason for it, the thought of school being closed for a while sounded nice. Sounded nice. I would be able to sleep in, get my work done and have the rest of the day to myself. The more I thought about the situation, however, the less I wanted school to be closed. And again, it's that transition from um, kind of that selfish thing. Like I, you know, I want to be able to relax. I don't want to be in school. I want to be at home. I want to get up when I want to, da, 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 and all that. But you know, the more I think about it, it's not really what I want. And how many times in our lives do we kind of say, I, this is what I want. It's not really what we want. You know, we, we take for granted um, the important things that we have, uh, in our lives. And I, I, that's what I got, um, from many of my students. And these are just a few of them. And I, I'm not, I don't want to name who wrote those because everyone wrote something that's interesting, but these were just some of the ones that, that I had. And it really, it, it you know, they struck a chord with me and I, you know, I had to look at myself and, and it kind of triggered me and said, you know what, you are really, um, 
kind of in your own world right now yourself. And so maybe you need to do some thinking and saying, what's going on? How am I going to move forward? So that's what I did. Um, I went through and I said, okay, um, let me do some writing about it. And uh, I kind of started off uh, with this blog. I wanted to kind of make it as a tribute to the seniors uh, that, that are graduating this year because we're, we're losing a lot of quality time together. Um, and as a teacher, that's something that I'm losing. That's something that's really important to me. And we're not going to have that time together. And I know that the students probably feel the same way about not being in class, whether it's with me or, or with, with their friends, et cetera, and kind of going through the day. Um, we're not going to have that time. It's time that we've lost, and it does kind of make us look at that. And so that's what I was trying to do. I wanted to dedicate it to them, but I also needed to kind of explore that myself. And I had to say, what am I getting out of this? Um, had to be something. And I need to put, I want everything to be put in perspective. Like, yes, I realize that I'm losing things. I'm losing time with my students. I'm losing kind of the freedom that we normally have. Um, you know, can't go out to the movies, can't do this. And it sounds so, you know, individual and so kind of self-centered. And so to me, this was just an opportunity for me to kind of say, this is where I am. And as I was writing the blog, uh, that's where I wanted to go. Um, I wanted to talk about how we can't always hold on to certain things, that it's the nature of life that things pass, that we move from one place to another. And that's why I use that that hand um, example, the palm holding, trying to hold water in our hands, because we can't, we can do it for a while, but we can't do it forever. And eventually it just disappears. And so what do we do then? What do we do then? And that's why I wrote the blog um, that I wrote. Um, so I dedicate, I want to dedicate this to my students. Um, but I also wanted to dedicate it to people who are probably going through more than I could possibly uh, I would possibly want to endure right now. These are the people throughout the country that are that are struggling with um, the coronavirus, that are either suffering from it themselves or in their families, or are struggling with uh, meeting the needs of people who are suffering from it. And and I just pray that we can all come together and kind of keep things in perspective and say, yes, it, it's okay to feel as if. I have some problems, but in the, in the bottom line, everyone has things that are going on, and some of them are definitely more significant than what's going on in our lives. And ultimately, what it comes down to is, you know, how we treat each other, the importance we place on certain things um, in our lives, and um, and just being better people during all of this, and kind of finding a way to still navigate and still retain our humanity, even though through this social isolation, we're separate and we kind of lose our humanity when we can't interact with people on a regular basis or on a regular basis or in a normal situation. So anyhow, uh, one, two, I did a little recording of uh, my blog, uh, which is also the same thing as the name of this episode. Um, So I want to play it for you here, and then I'm going to close things out with some final thoughts.
Something lost, something gained. March 29th, 2020. Moments we see hurtling our direction fill our lives, and we are unable to avoid them regardless of our emotional preparation or bastions of security. There are numerous events we sense developing over long periods which we never address with any urgency, for we always believe we have time, plenty of time. There are also those incidents in our lives that strike us from our blind side, those that leave us wondering why we never considered anything like this could ever happen. We know all of this, yet seem surprised when any one of these situations occurs. While many people complain and fret over how our world has changed, others become more reflective, often searching for some meaning in whatever pain, suffering, or inconvenience which has attached itself to our lives. Once full of beating rhythms, a constant shuffle of steps, and a breathing list of anticipated milestones, life now spins to a stop as we long for a return to normalcy. In our minds, we know that normal is farther away than we can imagine. I felt Friday, March 13th coming. I was not surprised when this day arrived but I could not believe how it just slid right into our lives, turning our world sideways. Meeting as a faculty for two hours that morning to discuss whatever preparations we could make for a possible school closure because of the coronavirus pandemic did little to prepare me for the moment when the principal would make the closing announcement later that morning. I was even less prepared for my juniors and seniors who came to class throughout the day. Each brought a challenging gamut of emotions, a unique set of individual concerns, and a definitive degree of uncertainty regarding the shift in whatever routine or normalcy they had in their lives. Uncup your hands under a running faucet of warm water. Do your best to keep your hands and fingers closed tightly together while letting the water flow over the top into the sink below. Move your cupped hands slowly from the faucet while maintaining the tightness in your hands to prevent any water from slipping through the crevices. The water you try desperately to keep dribbles out of the cracks, only to spiral down the drain. That is how I felt that day, how my seniors felt. My seniors tossed many questions my way but I could only offer uncomfortable hope and reassurance despite having no answers to allay their fears. Second semester senior year and the usual rites of passage afforded generations of seniors before them seemed to be slowly seeping through the seniors' tightly clenched hands. The dreams and expectations of their transition from high school into the real world appeared to be disappearing ever since the real world landed hard on their doorstep. When we have lost something, we worry. Initially, we write personal narratives about life being unfair and never going the way we want it to go. On that Friday, I selfishly wondered about how inconvenienced my life was going to be. I worried about the changes I would have to make to my plans and teaching style to convert to distant 
distance learning. Anxiety bubbled over while I contemplated a loss of freedom to come and go as I pleased. Eventually, emotion gives way to reason through an understanding of the severity of the situation. In the grand scope of a pandemic, my worries are inconsequential to the lives of people who have contracted the virus or whose family members who have fallen ill and perhaps even died. My problems are negligible to the concerns of doctors and nurses who care for the sick and business owners the the government has identified as non-essential and closed. We all have the ability to check ourselves, replacing fear, anger, and frustration with perspective, reasoning, and empathy. Reality settled uncomfortably in my life over the next few weeks. I attempted to strike a balance watching news alerts and press conferences on the pandemic, continually checking in on social media, and completing my long-distance teaching work. One aspect of my life I pushed aside was my spiritual well-being. I chose to busy myself with the other three in the hope that any sadness, regret, or anxiety would eventually fade. My heart kept revisiting my classes particularly my seniors who continued to complete their assignments in Google Quest or Google Classroom. I miss them. I began to revisit moments throughout the year that remained in my heart. I remembered the newness of the classroom at the beginning of the year and the eager faces of students I greeted at the door. I heard the applause of students who eagerly anticipated the next random event in Classcraft and the complaints of students who are not particularly artsy whenever we would do scrapfolios. I shrugged off the embarrassment I felt when the students yelled my name at games but treasured the time one of my students left the CCHS cowbell on my desk to ring during the the next football game. I shared the pride of completing a research paper or a long book as well as the loss, the confusion, the anxiety they felt March 13th and the days following. I relive my year-long experiences with the hard workers, the jokers, the quiet ones, the confused, the texting under the desk ones, the sleepy ones, the kind ones and the lunch crew, all of them. That is my life as a teacher, meeting my students where they are to the best of my ability finding common ground to create a learning community and establishing a safe place for all to discover potential and feel a connection. Yeah, I miss them. I've been asking myself what I hope to gain from stranding myself in the past while being constantly worried about what I am missing or what the next day will bring. Quite honestly, I'm struggling to put this all together in one convenient thought or perspective. I know that at times I have not been as grateful or invested in those ordinary moments, forgetting that they disappear with the click of the second hand on a clock. I know that at times I vainly struggle with controlling my path to the future, believing that if I work hard, follow the rules, and live right, that the future will be as I desire. I know that there is a vast world outside of mine with people whose problems are much more severe than mine are to me. I stand in front of the faucet as the water falls into my cupped hands. I need to recognize the reality that this water is never going to remain in my hands. I can appreciate it while it is there, feeling the warmth of the water on my skin, raising it to my lips to drink. Once it is gone, 
I can always return my hands beneath the faucet to replenish that which I once had. Ultimately, the most significant part of all of this is how I choose to live life. I can continue to be angry, bitter, and afraid, or I can remind myself that there are parts of our lives that are never guaranteed. The noblest choices are to remain optimistic despite all odds and to cherish that which experience has afforded us. We should pray and be kind to one another, continuing to do the best we can with the understanding that the world is not always going to be as we wish it could be. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. I really don't have a lot to say. Um, I think I said about everything that I wanted to say on this podcast today. I want to thank everyone for uh, listening. I hope that we all take some time to reflect on what's important in our lives, that we all kind of see that we're we're on a, a strange kind of journey right now. And it's okay not to have all the answers. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be uncertain. It's okay to have anxiety. Um, but I think it's important that we continue to uh, stay safe, um, take care of one another, pray for one another, and to continue, to continue to be kind to one another. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And God bless each and every one of you on this journey that we are all on at this time.